Welcome to part one of the Waste and Wild podcast, where we talk about the question, does prayer change things? And more specifically, why should we pray? Um, We talk about that and more in this episode. Uh, Take a listen. Take two, episode two. Um, We already tried recording. It Once. failed miserably. Yeah, this is uh, it. It kept recording, kept stopping. Camera filled up with memory, <laughs> no video for that. So we'll, we're playing this by ear and we're learning as we go. Here we um, are. So we're gonna repeat some things, but we're gonna try to make it as new sounding to us as possible. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Yeah. So the topic for this episode two is prayer, um, yep. more specifically. Does prayer change things? Does prayer think? I think an important question to ask too is why? Why should I pray? Mm. Like, what is the importance of prayer? Yeah, yeah. Before we dive into does prayer change things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. think so. Okay, so I love that Jesus always models what he also teaches. He it's a both and because some things are taught and other things are caught, and I love that when Jesus is teaching his disciples to pray, he says. When you pray, not if you pray. Like Jesus is super intentional in Matthew chapter 6, um, 5 through 13. That's where we see the Lord's prayer. And he's just, when you when you pray. So, and I think prayer is also a lost spiritual discipline. Like every discipline is hard. If you think about it, like working out, I'm not going to go to the gym. I hate the gym. I hate running. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's, a, if it's any type of discipline, we got to work at it. We got to build that muscle. Definitely. And so... Does prayer change things? I, I absolutely believe that. We see that in the Bible with several b- biblical characters. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, yeah. Do you have examples off the top of your head? In my notes, yes. Not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to Genesis chapter 18. Uh, we see a conversation with uh, God and Abraham. And God is about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, but God makes known his plan to Abraham. And Abraham starts telling telling God, like, hey, if you destroy them, what if there are 50 righteous people in in Sodom and Gomorrah? Will you destroy it? And the Lord's like, no, for, for you, I, I'm not going to destroy it. And then Abraham's like, oh, what about what about 40 people? Are you still going to destroy it? And the Lord tells him, no, for, for 50, for 40 righteous people, I'm not going to do that if I find that many there. And so Abraham keeps going. He keeps going down. He's like, what if there's 30? What if there's 20? And finally, in verse 32, we see Abraham tell the Lord, Lord, please don't be angry with me if I speak one more time. Suppose only 10 are found there. And the Lord replied, then I will not destroy it for the sake of 10. So we see when when Abraham had conversation with the Lord, the Lord did change the circumstance in that if there were more or less righteous people, the Lord was going to change that in that sense. And mm. and we see that it's it's just a conversation in that sense. Was he going to change the circumstance or did he already know that he was going to do that? Well, he's omniscient. Yeah, he's so he already knew he was going to. He knows from, he's outside of time. 
Like yeah. we're in time, you know, like <laughs> it's it's like this weird, like that's he's fair, above yeah. it. You can't really put him in a box. In no, we can't put that's God fair. in a box. That's a reminder. I always, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, wait, but uh, yeah. on the timeline of things, it's like God, yeah. blah, blah. It's, it's like, not well, he's Avengers, Infinity War and <laughs> all the time. No, we can't go back in time. Rescue the stones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a while since I've seen that movie. It's a good movie. Good. But us as finite, we can't understand the yeah, infinite. Like, absolutely not. It, or yeah. not work work the created. Mm-hmm. How can we understand our creator? Absolutely. And I think that's 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 a good reminder that I have to personally uh pray about is uh it's the faith aspect of mm. you just have to have faith about it because your thoughts are 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 um they're human yeah. thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> they are or not. my thoughts are not your my thoughts, your ways are not your ways in Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd have to find it real quick to know it better. For God's thoughts are not my thoughts. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. It's, ah, now I want to <laughs> find it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now when I want to find it, I won't be able to find it. What did you say it was in? It's in Isaiah. We can in Google Isaiah. it. By the time that you Google it, I'll find it. Sweet. Let's have a competition. This. Okay. For like your... it's marked in my Bible. I'm going to find it. I want to say 52. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. Oh, 55. I said 52. Boom. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, so that, that's always a good reminder for me. Um, yeah. He, he's omniscient. He's all-knowing. He's omnipotent. He's all-powerful. It just puts you in the right headspace when you realize the the character and just the vastness of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like when you have that perspective flip. Yeah. Like yeah. that's why you start worship with praise. Or like when you come to church, why do you start with praise? It's There's just something when we acknowledge the Lord for who he is, like it, it really changes us. You're like, okay, God's got this all in control. I don't need to be worried about X, Y, and Z. I'm freaking out about this. Like, yeah. he's in authority. He's in control of this. Yeah. I I, I love the way somebody put it um, in a sermon years ago, but it stuck with me of when we worship him, we're fast forwarding to the end. And oh, I love that. Yeah. Because at the end of time. Mm-hmm, the battle's been won. It's, yeah. We're fast forwarding to the end when Death we lift our hands defeated. and we're surrendering. Yeah. And we're just, we're <gasps> just in his presence. So we're fast forwarding to the end. We're praising with the angels. Yeah. So. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah. I like I've that. I've not heard that before. Really? Yeah. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a great reminder for me. Um, yeah. I have, I have something pulled out. Oh, let's see what you got. He doesn't know about it. Oh, no. It's in James. Oh, the power of prayer. James yeah. chapter five. Yeah. The header in, in my CSB Bible is effective prayer. Okay. The header in mine like, is perfect. the power of the prayer. Power of the prayer. NLT, the new living transition. Oh, okay. Okay. NLT. Yeah. I read from CSB. Okay. Right. I'm you, an NLT person. An NL- NLT. Okay, but if okay. I'm doing my research, I go to NASB because that one's a word for word. Oh, Translation okay. is the NSAB. So it's like the most literal. So sometimes oh. it's a little more cumbersome where NLT is more like phrase for phrase, thought for thought. It's oh, really intriguing. So NSAB is like the most strict. And then the message is like on the other end of the spectrum. So you have spectrums in your translations. I like that. Isn't that interesting? I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I don't necessarily study from this. I underline things. There you go. 
And then and then I look it up in a, in other translations afterwards. So I guess I don't really have like a steady You don't have a steady translation. But I should. Hey, it's good to have a broad spectrum because every translation is going to pull something out mm, yeah, a little differently. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this in James, it's chapter five, um, verse, let's see, what did I write? Yeah, 513 um, about prayer. So is any is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church for them. Or, and they are to pray over him, anointing mm-hmm. him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick person and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it has the Old Testament example with Elijah there. I love it. James is pulling the OT. Old Testament. What a guy. He's an OG. <laughs> you have all these lingo terms. That, uh, <laughs> OT, Old OT, Testament, NT, OT, New Testament. NT, James, my guy. <laughs> so I, I, I love that because mm-hmm. it kind of, it, it, it takes it back to prayer is something that changes us. Mm. Um, and and the people around us. Oh, oh, no, that, ooh, uh-huh. this is a good thought. Yeah. This is a good thought. Are you okay with talking about your dad with cancer? I had a story. Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> sure. Um, so when, I don't know if you know uh, this. Should I give a br- brief? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you probably should give a brief shit uh, off it. Yeah, so my, my <laughs> two years ago, my dad was diagnosed with like kind of early-ish stage four tongue cancer. And then I uh, went through chemo and radiation. And and then within that same year, my mom also got kind of early stage four um, appendix cancer. So, so both of your parents had cancer mm-hmm. at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Within, oh within the year. Yeah. My dad was kind of in the in the uh, later half, um, later end of it. Got you. When my mom got it. But it was, he was the one being cared for and then had to uh, take a quick switch into being the caretaker. Flip rolls. Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's wow. a little bit of that. That was, I think, two years, two, yeah, two years ago. That wow. was during COVID. So, oh my goodness, uh-huh. uh, double, triple win, <laughs> triple win. Yeah. Well, the story I wanted to share. Um, if you don't know us, our families go way back. Our grandparents were part of a quartet back in like the '60s, oh, yeah. like or grandpas. Um, but then our parents have known each other forever, and with being a part of a church family forever, there's so many benefits to it, and. Um, when your dad got sick, I don't know if you know this, all of the board and elders went to your parents' yeah. house and seen how, when you say prayer affected others, mm-hmm. my dad was so touched mm. of when they, when they anointed your dad with oil, when they prayed over him. And my dad saw the church family coming around your family, yeah. loving on them, praying over them. It, it does change us and affects the people around us because you, you see how much your family was loved in that moment mm-hmm. and cared for by by this church family. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think about that till you pointed that out. But when there's something about being a part of a church family that's so special that I don't think people understand and realize when you're a part of a, a family for so long, there's this bond that doesn't go away. And there's just something about the community of believers. Mm-hmm. You can't get anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. The community of a church. I yeah. Think. Well, especially if you've been planted in that church for a long time. Yeah. You've grown some roots there. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or I even met with a young adult today whose grand my grandparents went to church with her grandparents. Hmm. Like there's just something so special about that. I don't think we as young adults understand because we're like, ah, oh, this church has this, this church has that. But when we plant ourselves, mm-hmm. we're in that community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm guilty as a designer. I'm like, I look at the aesthetic churches and they're all well designed. They use the nice lights and it's super cool. Not bashing that. I love it. But I get so drawn to that mm. type. And then I have to remember um, there's other things. <laughs> there's <laughs> yeah. other important things. Yeah. Um, what I love from that verse of in James is, um, or at least what stood out to me a lot is, the prayer of faith mm. will save the sick person and it, and it goes on. But the prayer oh, of God. faith will heal the sick in my translation. Oh, okay. There yeah. We go. yeah. So, and the Lord so it's, so well. it's the, the constant is the prayer of faith. Mm. So that's in both of our Believing. translations. Yeah. I'd have to look at others, yeah. but I assume, well, I shouldn't assume, but I would, uh, <laughs> I would bet that, <laughs> that it's the same. Um, uh, the prayer of faith. So faith prayer a faith-filled prayer. A faith-filled prayer. Mm-hmm. That that is is that how we're supposed to pray yeah. at all times? Yeah. Faith-filled. I would. <laughs> That's I, a I scary so. thought. Yeah. If you think about it, or if different circumstances, but the Lord's in the, in His Word, He says He knows our needs before we before we ask. Just like that good Father who's gonna, He knows He's gonna give the cell phone if we bring those needs before Him. I think we've lost that identity of the Lord as a father and asking him for the things we need. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of the Waste and Wild podcast. Our prayer is that we are growing together, building on the foundation of Jesus in conversations. So if you have any questions, comments, if you want us to talk about a topic, go ahead and send us an email at wasteandwildinfo at gmail.com.